0: You listening to cbjradio.com yet? It's a free internet radio station brand new shows every day. Shows range from hip hop to rock to all independent artist shows. There's also a Friday night request show and don't forget about Retro Saturday nights. Make cbjradio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. Hello friends, how you doing? I haven't had a podcast in a couple weeks, but that was kind of also the premise of the show was I don't necessarily have to put it out every week, but as long as I put it out every couple of weeks and it's about my friends, I feel good about it. Now, since I've starred my podcast, I've talked about my family in many of the podcasts, and I hope I haven't painted any of them in a negative light or created any issues with them. I love my family. I tell stories about them out of love. I would not be the man I am today without them. And, well, I think I'm a pretty cool guy. I'm lucky enough to have four parents that love me and have supported me all my life. My parents divorced when I was six, seven, eight years old. They got remarried after that, and they've been with the same people longer than they were with each other. And my step-parents are great people as well. My sisters... They're pretty awesome as well. They have given me great insight to issues that women go through when it comes to equality, double standards, harassments and such. I moved away from my aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents when I was 13, so my relationships with them are not as close, so I don't tell as many stories about them here on the podcast. but I do enjoy seeing how their lives are going on Facebook. One of the few things I like about Facebook. All right. Today's guest is Tyler Smith. And Tyler's from a small town in Wyoming, Casey, Wyoming. Some of you country music fans out there may know that is the hometown of Chris Ledoux. And uh, we're going to talk about how he made it from a small town in Wyoming to San Juan, Puerto Rico, via following his profession of being a chiropractor. Now, I don't want to give any way more of the, the interview because it's a great interview. So, uh... Let's get to it. First question for every guest on the show is: Where were you born and raised? Uh,
1: Casey, Wyoming, I mean, my man.
0: And so, uh, where your did your parents meet in Casey? How did they get to Casey?
1: Yeah, both of them uh, born born and raised uh, Casey, Wyoming. My dad was adopted, but. Uh, ever since he was a baby. So he, he grew up on, uh, my parents' ranch and my mom grew up on a ranch, maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, uh, away, the same town. Um, so they met probably in high school, caught a little bit of college. And then, then here I am.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, are you an only child? No, I have uh, one older brother and he actually, uh, he's three years older than me. And right now he's, He's pretty much, uh, running the show back in KC. Ah, I see. Yeah. He's taken over. He's taken over the, the digs.
2: <laughs>
1: A lot of
0: ranching to be done. Oh, especially <laughs> like, well, when your parents are getting older, you know, they, you took off, so they had to enlist him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, first in line. So ah. he was more into that kind of stuff than me growing up, uh, so mechanic and stuff like that. And I was never I was never the uh cowboy of the family, that's for sure. Gotcha. So he's the right yeah. man for the job. <laughs>
2: uh, that's
1: good. That's good. So growing up, uh,
0: were you guys like fairly close, like did everything together? Or I have an older sibling. We're about six years uh separation. Actually I have two of them, but uh one's a stepsister, one's my regular older sister, and I was always in her shadow. And uh so as a middle child, I, I didn't always love that all the time. I was always being compared to her. Um, we did do a lot of stuff together. Um, I was She was a built-in babysitter for me. Uh, She's like another mom. <laughs> exactly. I, it, it was, I mean, I love her to death and everything. But yeah, she excelled at athlete, athletics, education, everything ahead of me when we were growing up in Oregon.
2: <laughs> That's and, not fair, man. Yeah. <laughs> it really
0: took moving to Laramie to get out of that shadow. Nobody knew her. And so I could develop a whole new <laughs> like persona things. And, and she is the original rude. Uh, we had the same <laughs> coach, she had him for track. I had him for football. And when I had him for football, he's like, oh, you're rude's little brother. You'll just be rude now. And so that was kind <laughs> of the beginning of it, but I didn't even bring the nickname with me to Wyoming. It came around like my sophomore year of high school. Flask rude just gets shortened down to rude. It's a whole lot easier. And everything so were you guys like frick and frack
1: well no not really i mean yeah. obviously he kind of laid the path for me um but we definitely had like you said uh big differences in what we like to do um yeah i'm mean, sure we were little it was it was you know i was a sidekick you know, playing war and uh, yeah. riding bikes and all that stuff but as we got a little older he was more into uh cars and mechanics and uh, taking things apart, putting them back together, and I was never—I wasn't more into uh, sports, sticking with uh, school, stuff like that. So we definitely had our different pieces, but he definitely laid the groundwork for me to uh, kind of have my own freedom in high school because he was kind of a wild, a wild uh, child. So I, I was—I kind of got to, you know, just uh, be good. Don't drive if you drink. Don't drive. Uh, call us if you need to ride home. <laughs> so. In that instance, uh, super tight is young and we're really close now too. Um, It's just now my parents are getting older and he's he's still running the ranch. That's where, that's pretty much where we try to vacation right now from Puerto Rico is instead of going to Spain and Europe and stuff, I usually just go right back to the Raptor L Ranch.
0: It's definitely a change of scenery from Puerto Rico, I bet, because everybody goes to vacation in Puerto Rico. so i'm, I'm sure. going the
1: opposite direction yep yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. A, it's a complete 180 for sure yeah.
0: so you said as a kid you were into uh sports uh what kind of sports were you playing growing up
1: well in uh, case you want well, I me mean, you don't have too many options uh when you're in junior high you can you can do a couple more sports uh so i, I wrestled because my brother was into wrestling so i did that quite a, quite a bit in junior high and then always basketball Um, we don't have, my hometown's only, I don't know, 260 people. So, uh, my graduating class was 18. It was nine boys, nine girls. So there's no football. Uh, we didn't have a baseball team. If you wanted to play football, you had to drive to Buffalo, which was about 30, 40 minutes. So I really just, uh, I had to choose wrestling or basketball in high school. And I, I picked basketball. And then from that day on, we played basketball all year round. (laughs) Yeah. Were you online travel? There wasn't travel anything too? else to do, so... Did
2: well, you We would... We
1: would, uh, we would do summer camps all summer, and okay. then if it wasn't basketball season, we were just doing open gym, uh, playing the older guys in the community, anybody and everybody we could get to play, uh, playing on three-on-three tournaments. It was when other people were playing soccer and, and football, we were playing basketball, and then That's basketball true. season, and then afterwards track, we were playing basketball. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I
0: yeah, I wrestled for a couple years. It, that wasn't my thing. Um, I eventually I played soccer like kindergarten through fifth grade and quit playing soccer because I wanted to watch Saturday morning cartoons, but then wrestled. Oh, yeah, man. And that just screwed <laughs> the whole plan up. So uh, <laughs> eventually it just led to I was I raced ski raced in high school and played football and uh yeah it was like if you weren't playing any other sport you were doing conditioning for football like optional which it wasn't optional uh for football so i was like might as well play a sport and do this thing and uh skiing, i was i grew up skiing on mount hood and so uh it was uncommon oh, man, awesome. it was uncommon for a lineman type like me to to strap on the skis but i was lucky to have like a senior uh, that was a senior football player that was doing it before me so uh, it wasn't that uncommon but our coach my coach did worry about us hurting our knees but I was like I could do that in wrestling I could do that in basketball
1: yeah um, Yeah. that all the time
0: yeah so I was like and but I, yeah I loved skiing but yet I, it was more or less to keep in shape football because like the skiers on my team were like full-time skiers they were doing yeah
2: yeah camp- that's all we
0: did. yeah and <laughs> I was, maybe at best, the sixth best at one time, out of the big team, and and that's just probably because of athleticism. But those guys were just <laughs> awesome skiers, and skiing against people like from Jackson and Cody and stuff like that, that were amazing, amazing skiers. So I felt way out of my league uh, skiing, but it was fun, and I'm glad I did it. Uh, Athletic uh, academically, were you a good student? Yeah,
2: yeah, I
1: always yeah. I take it pretty serious. uh, I didn't have to worry about conditioning and and basketball either because our our weight room was probably the size of your closet. (laughs) (laughs) Casey High School's gym was literally maybe like a a 12 by 12 room.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So we we didn't even lift weights. It was just do, play basketball, run. That was it. Yeah, academically, though. um, Yeah. Yeah, it was just always, always did well in school. It always seemed pretty easy memorize it forget
0: it <laughs> yeah. yeah I was not um but I also um yeah the older sister she was very good at it so I was like I won't be bad at it but yeah, I'm average um but by I, the
1: parents happy. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> um I mean I wasn't failing out by any means but I wasn't like acing everything uh there's sometimes oh, no I it. wasn't an A. Uh, at
1: yeah. 4.0 scene either it was just it was just you know put as much effort into it as i needed to pass it and then moving on
0: yeah yeah i guess that's how yeah i looked at it were you were there like clubs and other activities in high school that people could join up in casey i know it's not a big school
1: <laughs> no not much man i mean you, yeah. you have a bunch of different options if you're into different things like um i don't know if you're into ag and stuff you can be in uh 4-h or ffa yeah. uh like cow judging and stuff like that but not there's not there's not a lot of options, man. There's only it's a, there's no there's no stoplights in that town. It's more <laughs> just... Yeah, <laughs> pick a pick a route and, and go with it.
0: That's true. I I've only like Laramie is the smallest place I've ever lived. um I lived in a suburb of Portland growing up, and then I lived in Long Island for a couple years. And so I forget sometimes. It takes me like I just went up to Sheridan this last weekend. And to be passed by like KC and Buffalo and going, oh yeah, there's some small towns up here, and uh, they don't have the same <laughs> high school stuff we did. I was in Deca in high school. It was like marketing, advertising, and uh, sucked at it. Um, but I got, I kind of got tricked, it not tricked into it, but my uh, <laughs> my not tricked into it, but the, they came and like talked to us in ninth grade. I remember when in junior high. And it was two really good-looking girls. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll join DECA." And they graduated like before I joined. And I was like, "Ah, oh, man!" Yeah.
1: But, but before initiation, they're like, "Oh yeah, well, we're out of here."
0: Yeah. <laughs> but by the time I was a senior, you were these guys. Yeah. <laughs> by the time I was a senior, I was I became president, and all my cabinet, if you'll call them that, was all females. So that was pretty cool. Um, so so you were you're the main man. Yeah. And so, I mean, that was, I wasn't that good at it. I mean, I talked to people that were really good at it. I've had a few on the podcast and stuff. Um, You'd go and compete in competitions that regarded marketing, advertising, and such. Um, But it was fun club to be a part of and everything. And it kept you interested in school. Because like one of our um, papers, we had to write, we had to set up a business and like do market research and see if it would function. I think I set up a LIDS in Laramie. And, uh, and that
1: was a uh, that was in college or that was in high school.
0: High school. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah
1: you, you got a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, we could check ourselves
0: out of school to go do research. And so it was right before my oh, lunch. That would have been easy. Yeah. It was right before my lunch too. So that extended to a lunch a lot of the times. And so yeah, it was, exactly.
1: uh, I'm I was exactly some research. I'm head to peep that.
0: Yeah. So, my senior year actually was fantastic. Easy classes, varsity athlete, steady girlfriend. I was like, yeah.
1: Living my had, life, living the dream.
0: I had hated Laramie, it's probably to that point because I had moved from the suburb of Portland, bigger, bigger, bigger community to a smaller Wyoming community. And it, it was hard to fit in for a while. I felt like I was a new guy. When did
1: you year. make that move?
0: Uh, 13 years old. And so, when oh, actually, he
1: was,
0: yeah, to date myself, Finnis Dembo, Finnis Dembo, senior year was the year I moved to Laramie. I <laughs> so, see
1: that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. My parents <laughs> were. My, my <laughs> mom and <laughs> stepdad <laughs> were all talking about them, talking them up. Like, oh, they're you know he's on the going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, uh, was, and they were good. It was a good, great team to watch and everything. And, and That's and- so why
1: we're moving to Wyoming so you can watch this guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and freeze to death They like, <laughs> exactly. look full there. And so they didn't tell me about the harsh winters. And, uh, yeah, they're uh, like,
1: you know, you're complaining about this rain. Well, guess what? <laughs> it doesn't rain in Miami. It, and no.
0: and spe- like rain, <laughs> I th- always thought I would live back in Oregon again, but every time I visit, I still have lots of family out there. It's rainy and it's depressing and I'm like, wow, oh, yeah, maybe, man! Great. Maybe it may be cold, but we got like 300 days of sunshine, and it does good for the human soul to have sunshine in your life. So, yeah, man. I
1: don't know Buffalo, New York, uh, Seattle, those places. Oh, no thank yeah.
0: It's tough. It's tough. I living in New York, we had four seasons. That was cool. So I could handle that. But that was shock. I was like, wow, we actually have a fall and spring in Wyoming. It's still kind of winter and Still kind of summer, <laughs> and so I tell you
1: what, though, man, living in Puerto Rico is yeah is weird because I forget that there's even seasons. Like, yeah, it's is it hot or is it really hot or humid? <laughs> but you don't get to wear sweaters or long sleeve shirts. It's like it's just one season the whole year. So I'm like, it's spring. What are they talking about? <laughs> Fall? What are we talking about? It's always about the same.
0: And so we're going to get to Puerto Rico. That's a little bit down the line in your story. Um, so once you uh, finished high school, graduate high school, Casey, Wyoming, what's your plan?
1: Well, uh, to, to start off the story of how I got to become a chiropractor, um, my closest neighbor was like, I don't know, three miles away. So okay. when I was younger, I'd always ride my bike to my neighbors and, and go play and do whatever we wanted to do. And eventually I got into the point where I was like, man, this going to take me a long time. Um, don't want to ride my bike. So I always drove as a kid on the ranch too. So mm-hmm. I'd be like, mom, can I just take the car? I'm going to the neighbors. And she'd be like, okay, no, just be safe. Then maybe I was 13 or 14 uh, going too fast uh, gravel road and I took a turn too fast with so the, I thought I saw it was like deer in the, in the inside of the corner, which I was planning on taking. And I took, the outside and started to fishtail. And next thing I know, I wake up and I'm outside of the car. Oh man. So after that accident, I always had, uh, headaches, like neck pain and headaches and did the the neck brace and all that stuff. And then my mom finally took me to a chiropractor who was in Sheridan, which is probably an hour and a half from my ranch. And so I'd go there, get adjusted and it worked. So for me, medications were were just, I just keep getting headaches. Once they wore off, started getting adjusted. My headaches went away. I was like, well, this is what I want to do. This makes sense. So right after uh, high school, uh, I decided to go to Sheridan College because my chiropractor was in Sheridan. So when I was taking classes, when I was done, I would go um, and work for him as like a chiropractic assistant.
2: Wow. So so
1: I... I kind of knew, I knew what I wanted to do uh, college-wise, like as as far as what the profession was along the line, um, I just didn't know how I was going to get there, or what school I wanted to go to, but I had scholarships to go to Sheridan, uh, my chiropractor was in Sheridan, it was close to home, uh, so Sheridan College for the first two years. Which so, uh, you know, uh,
0: moving from KC to Sheridan, that's got to be a big jump in population and hanging out and stuff. So what was it like there for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot, lot more things to do. Um, obviously, that first semester of, of not, not even uh, having your parents around or doing whatever, you could do whatever you wanted to. Uh, I first got that uh, first report card. I think it was quite a few C's in there because mm-hmm. I was skipping classes and, and you, know, you know, just being a college kid. Uh, when I first got that one, I was like, Ooh, this, I might need to buckle down here a little bit if I want to get into chiropractic school. So that was kind of like the the first semester was kind of like my wake up call. Like, okay, you're in a bigger town. There's a lot more things to do. There's more social, uh, but you still need to go to class. (laughs) So after that, I, I decided like mentally I was like, okay. I'm social, I like to party, I go out and do things, but I'm gonna make it to class that's my That's my one thing is just make it to class and then go from there
0: oh i understand i i I don't think my parents ran a tight ship, but my time was all counted for school athletics, homework, sleep, like pretty easy stuff like that <laughs> uh, weekend i mean I didn't party or drink in high school or anything like that and uh so um. Next thing I know, I don't have athletics. I'm at the University of Wyoming. Um, And I mean, it wasn't necessarily my first choice, but eventually, I love it. Um, I'm a fan now. uh, You know, I'm a model, good stuff. Uh, They signed (laughs) my checks. You know, I I love them. So, uh, but yeah, it was learning how to manage my time and manage drinking, social life, and stuff like that.
1: Like, I don't even know if I, I don't even think I can handle Miami in my first two years. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I think I might have went, I went a little too hard if I was there. Where Sheridan was like, it was quiet enough where, like they would still check your IDs and and, I mean I didn't have a fake ID back then. It was it was really just kind of partying with at people's houses. You know, yeah. it wasn't like at the bars or anything. But I feel like Laramie would be a whole other ball game.
0: <laughs> I had a fake I got in Hawaii
1: after <laughs> exactly. after going to
0: Australia to play in the Down Under Mall. And uh, a lot of people fall in the suit behind me as I found out, or me, me, I don't know, we just walking down the street and this guy's like, you guys need fake IDs? Come down this alley. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And uh, yeah, you're like,
1: yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah, or he, I don't even know if he said fake. He just like need IDs. And like, i like, oh, don't lie. Wink, wink, you know, I made myself 22, which uh, I have a baby face. So I was shocked at work, but I was more into buying... At liquor stores than bars. Yeah. Yeah. At first, because like none of my friends could go to a bar with me until. Well,
1: and that's what uh, I think the first couple yeah. of years was with more house parties, anyways.
0: Yeah. And Laramie, like I lived in the dorms, but I was from Laramie. So I knew all like the Laramie scene, the Laramie parties. So like I didn't go out and meet everybody new. Like. I didn't have that dorm experience. Besides, I could say I live there. Yeah. There's a few people I might've met along the way, but I was like, I live there. And, uh, so it was, uh, but it was, I mean, yeah, it was fun. Uh, my first year, I grew up my hair long, all that good stuff, man. And you uh, have free
1: laundry at your parents' house, right? Yeah.
0: If I need, yeah. Anytime. Like my <laughs> mom loved it because she's like, you're going to go live not with us. You're going to have a real college life, um, experience. But you can come do laundry and eat dinner with us every once in a while. Exactly. I will do your laundry. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she she'll didn't
1: eat, she'll eat like a king. <laughs> yeah.
0: She wouldn't do my laundry. Like that had already stopped, like somewhere in high school where I figured out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's like, was uh, you're not putting your clothes away. You can do your
0: own laundry. Yeah. One of those. And so, well, she was just like, <laughs> it's about time you learn. I mean, and she taught me how to like, cook along the way and everything. And yeah. So survival.
2: Like,
0: yeah. Survival. She was like, but you can always come home. That was always kind of the you can always come home we need to. So that was always good to have that, you know, and be able to have a fun life. My mom worked on the campus, so she knew all the good parties too. And so like I'd go see her <laughs> office and she'd be like, Are you going to this party on like Fremont Street? And I was like, I am now. And she's like, Yeah, what are you talking
1: about? But yes.
0: Yeah, because yeah, she had employees that were student employees and they had talked about parties and so. Every once in a while, she'd pass on the info to me. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm doing that. So, <laughs> and Sheridan, like, did you take, did you know what classes to take that made it like where it would lead you down the right road to a chiropractor school? Or are you just getting the basics out of the way?
1: I mean, most of them were uh, the basics, uh, you know, your English one, English two, biology one, biology two. Yeah. It, was, it was really, uh, I knew that the prerequisites I needed to, to get into chiropractic school, but most of them really weren't ones that I could take there until I get, took all these, uh, lower courses. So once I got to Laramie, yeah. I could take the organic ones and twos and physics, but yeah, Jared was kind of hit, hit the basics, all the ology, psychology, physiology, uh, all that psychology, uh, all your biologies, um, chemistry, the basic chemistries. Yeah. Um, it would just kind of get your associate's degree and then on to, uh, to Laramie for more kind of specific stuff. Part of me wishes I
0: would have gone to junior college, community college ahead of time to do all that, the basics, to be learn how to be a better student and such before I just fully immersed in the University of Wyoming. I'm sure I waste a lot of time, a little bit of money. Um, <laughs> figuring it
1: yeah, out. For me, it's probably good because it was it was a smaller... Yeah, you know, I went from KC, which is super small, to another university, which was super small. Yeah, like, the class sizes weren't more than probably twenty kids. So then going from there to Laramie was like, oh yeah, you know, big, big, big classes.
2: Yeah, but still, it's
1: relatively probably pretty small if you if you're not in a a school of forty thousand kids. You know.
0: Yeah, it's it's a nice thing. Like we got lucky going to the University of Wyoming, where maybe lecture halls at most can be 200. Yeah. 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 So uh, there are some classes where you were just a net, you were your student ID number. And there were some classes where you were like 25 people and you're having great conversations with the professors. So, yeah, I mean, as you got into your... Yeah, I feel
1: board, like when you yeah. branch off into the smaller uh, departments, like I was, kinesiology, I was in the kinesiology building yeah. most of the time. So those were like super small classes too like you know 30 40 kids um and then you break that into smaller labs but then if you wanted to take okim you know it was probably 200 kids
0: yeah the class i felt like the biggest number in was uh physical geography and it was a lecture cool. 200 yeah it which knowing that now what like, i mm-hmm. learned what i learned in that class it the weather makes sense to me. Like <laughs> why, why clouds build here? Why we have like, it makes sense. Like to me, was, that's how it was one me. of your
1: most classes you remember.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't in my major. Like, Cause I'm a, I have a broadcasting <laughs> yes. major. And so I remember a lot of those classes, <laughs> but yeah, that one, but it was later on. And, and also with statistics too, later on in life, I'm like, Oh, I can use statistics to win arguments. Cool. I like that I took that class. Yeah. I had to take the class. And then the physical, yeah, geography. I was like, oh, I understand things more. But at the time I had no clue like how yeah. this would later on affect me and, and help me understand the world and such. Um, so yeah, you move you moved to Laramie. And uh so now it's getting well shared. And we're almost we're about the same size, we're a little bit bigger. Um was it did you know people down here? Did you fit right in? Uh was your experience moving to Laramie?
1: Laramie was neat because um, I did have a bunch of friends that were already there, either from my hometown or kids that I played basketball with in high school. Um, And then I knew a a bunch of people kind of through sports or friends of friends that were there. Um, Maybe I never really actually got to hang out with them, but I knew who they were, but I didn't know if, you know, they would be a lifelong friend or not, but, so it wasn't like I went in there like you when you got to Laramie like empty. So it was yeah. it was easy easy transition. Um, we moved into Cowboy Village, third floor,
2: oh. and
1: that a- area. I don't I don't know if it was pretty new for I don't even know. Yeah, but back then it was that little community there was kind of. Eventually, you know, people that I still keep in touch with today, um, it was just a. Basically the whole complex was college kids.
2: <laughs> from, yeah.
1: from first floor, second floor, third floor to building one, two, three. It was it was really just a, a little it was almost kind of like living in the dorms, I suppose, except they they have their own kitchens and bedrooms.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Much better situation than the dorms.
1: Way better. Yeah. Way better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I noticed where like Yeah, so that made the transition easy. Yeah. I noticed with smaller communities around the state, uh, when they you know come down here to college, students would, they'd recognize each other from playing sports against each other, or just, oh, we're you know, a few towns over. And it seemed like there were better friendships built from the smaller communities than people I went to high school with. They were, you know, I had 300 students in my graduating class. And so uh, it was always like, how do you guys all know each other? And like, oh, we played basketball, yeah. you know? And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Whatever
0: sport they played in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's amazing that, you know, you could be rivals. And then I admitted like when I got to college here, um, my friends that I'd played in like shrine bowl and like down under and stuff, but we played against each other from you know, eighth or ninth grade on, but now we don't. Yeah. And now we don't. And so we're hanging out and, and being friends and I'm like, we're like, oh man, I used to hate playing against you, that kind of stuff. Like, oh, you just were so yeah. fast. Yeah, like that sucked. It made me work hard. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was some um, yeah, it was it was great, but it took a little while to develop that because yeah, I had to get out into Laramie click of friends that I had going into high school. I mean, I had great friends, but I wanted to meet more people. College was all about that, and so uh once I started getting out there, meeting more people college. College was a blast by far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so- But I can
1: see it being a little, little tougher if you actually live in that town already. Yeah. Like you said, you already have your group of friends, so it's tough to be like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna hang out with you guys as much. I'm gonna go meet these people.
0: Yeah, I joined a fraternity for a year, uh, Pike House. Um, and just like, so oh, I liked that they had test files and uh, it was networking. Cause I was like, by then I was 20 and I was like, I know how to drink and I know how to meet girls. So you won't, you're not going <laughs> to sell me. You. on that. Yeah. You're not <laughs> going to sell me on that, but I'm, you're going to sell me on those test files and uh, networking. I never had to use it networking wise, but it was some of my better grades. But then I turned 21 and I was like bar and I became a DJ. And yep. we'll go hang out at the frat house. And some things happened in the fraternity too, that, weren't that cool. They went up on probation for some shady stuff, and I was like, "Time to disconnect." And uh, yeah,
1: rules, no rules. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it was, it, I mean, it was fun times, and um, but I don't think the Greek system is going to last much longer in college, anyways. Um, I think. Well, how, for yeah,
1: for you, where was um, where was the broadcasting? Like, is there like a part of the business school, or where's the broadcasting?
0: it was uh, part of it, it got it actually got the degree got canceled my senior year um but Ooh. it was part of communication i mean we stay still had people when they were into the degree that they kept teaching until, but they weren't taking more people into it uh, which was yep, odd right. that you're going to get rid of broadcasting because wow we have all ton of ways to broadcast now these days and yeah yeah it sucked that that happened but still gone yeah it's still gone every once in a while they talk about bringing it back as like maybe a concentration or involve it in like theater and dance like acting for television and um stuff like that but i'm like and i get they're like hey you have background in it would you teach and i was like sure i don't know that was before i started working in it so uh yeah i know it's it it upset me and I wish some instructors would have spoke out a little more or got us students involved that we could have kept the major. Um, interesting enough, yeah, be bad. our studio is now part of our former studio of UWTV. UWTV TV got dissolved. Our studio is part of it, part of my group. So like I have a coworker that w- his office is there. And so every once in a while I walk into our studio and it still feels like a time work in there. And I, <laughs> I'm like, this is where I grew up from. Yeah. Because I, I started at an early age. Uh, technically, uh, my stepdad was uh, a big part of UWTV and everything. And he taught broadcasting classes. And I wasn't really interested in high school, but he paid me during my senior year to work at football games and then coaches shows. And I would carry equipment at football games and coaches shows, I'd roll tape, not thinking I'd ever oh, get man. into broadcasting. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was awesome. Great like, job, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and football was great because I played Friday night and Saturday, I would have like mini press conferences with like local media and maybe the other team's media because, and they never talked to linemen the, after the game or before the game. So they would talk to me <laughs> and so that was fun. And then, I started college and my stepdad was like, you've got a little experience. You should just intern for me and carry equipment and see if you want to become a major or not. No big pressure. About halfway through that, I declared to be broadcasting major in the West restless history. <laughs> but I yep, got such, I had such a jump on it, being a freshman intern and working and stuff. By the time I was in the upper level broadcasting classes. I was top of my class in those classes. The rest of my college classes even things out, but um, it, it, <laughs> exactly
1: the one that you were
2: interested in, yeah, <laughs> it went yeah. well,
0: yeah. And so, but yeah, it was uh, it was a fun degree, and uh, I mean, I got to play camera equipment. Uh, I'm shooting football games. I'm standing on the field, you know. With I mean, and with my friends because eventually, like, I had college football player roommates, and so. Yeah. I mean, they're my friends and stuff, and and it was just, it was fun. It was hard work, I mean, and I always tell my friends from that era, I'm like, when when did we sleep? Because <laughs> I I probably worked two jobs. I was probably DJing, working at UWTV, going to school full time. My social life was very active. Yeah, when did I sleep again? Yeah, and, I don't remember sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, vacation It was always like Christmas break. I'd sleep for like twelve hours straight or something like that, and get it all back to normal. And so, yeah, I, I always say I lived the college life for a few people. It's not a lot of fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Three
1: kids. First.
0: Yeah, because I had I, I had a high school classmate. He graduated uh, with his bachelor's in like three years, and he's a doctor now, like an MD. So I'm like, well, oh, maybe you had the skills to do such things. So I was like, I'll keep going to college <laughs> while you're going to be. Adult. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> was in yeah. no rush to get out.
0: Yeah. That's
1: yeah. Having I, too much fun, man.
0: I had so many friends that graduated in like four years and they looked at me and they were like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to college still. Like, I was like, and I don't mind.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to an adult yet. Yeah. I don't. I'm do an adult enough.
0: <laughs> I didn't envy them that they were having to make that life decision of trying to find a job and using a degree Any, you know, at that point. I was like, no, I'm still in school. That's cool, man. Um, I don't miss being in school. I work at the university now. Uh, I see the stress they go through for like finals and all that. I don't miss any of that.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. At all. I don't want to take any more tests. No. Nope.
0: At the end of the day, I can go home and not have to think, I got to study. That's always good always good and you
1: don't have to go to love joys on thursday nights anymore
0: yeah yeah well that wasn't that bad but that was pretty sweet actually
1: no that was that was fun but you don't have to do that anymore oh right now it might not be fun
0: no no i would i don't ever want to bar dj again if i don't have to i I, I do a spot gig like if they're like hey let's do like a retro night or something i'd be like okay i'm in for that yeah that'd be cool but the
1: homecoming or something.
0: Yeah. But consistent stuff. No, thank you. Uh I do weddings. <laughs> yeah. Every Thursday. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do weddings, events, stuff like that. Now as a DJ. And plus I have a radio station that I have four shows on and this podcast. So uh my time's limited, but yes, money speaks louder <laughs> than anything. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'd rather find DJs to do that job, like be the, headhunter or something like that talent
1: talent scout oh yeah
0: yeah, yeah that would work out well so wow you got a well so, <laughs> so university Wyoming, uh how long did you spend in laramie
1: i think i was there probably three years because i got done i got done um what end of I started chiropractic school January of 2005. So I must have got done with Laramie, uh, the spring of Oh four. So I still had like, I don't know, six months, seven months to hang out in Laramie without, without actually going to school, which was weird. Um, and Laramie in the summer was weird too, with no kids there. But, uh, (laughs) I started working right at that time. The, the, the rec center was brand new. So oh. I would just go, I would go work at the rec in the morning uh, and like do personal training or whatever they needed to do on the, on the floor. Um, watch the basketball courts, whatever. And then by like, that was like at five, 5 AM. And then by, I don't know, 11 or 12, I was done. And then I'd just go hang out. <laughs> but that was like the, that was like the time killer between, me graduating in Laramie and then driving to uh, Florida for chiropractic school.
2: Wow.
0: So did you apply all around or was Florida like your first choice?
1: My chiropractor that I worked for was a Palmer, Palmer chiropractic uh, graduate, which is in Iowa. And he was always like, you got to go to a Palmer school. And I was like, dude, I'm from Wyoming. I am not going to Davenport, Iowa,
2: <laughs> like oh. I am
1: tired of the cold. So uh, like in 2002, uh, Palmer uh, opened up a, a sister school in, in Port Orange, which is basically Daytona beach. And I heard about that and I said, Palmer, Florida. Now that, sounds pretty good. Let me go, let me go check that out. And I flew down there uh, just for the weekend, checked out the school, did a tour, went to the beach. And I said, this place looks good. It was a smaller chiropractic school, too, so it kind of fit into my, my stick to the small town, small class, uh, a little bit more attention. Uh, if you have questions, you know your teacher, that type of thing. So uh, that was the choice. I didn't even go look at any other schools.
0: Wow. So how long does it take to go through
1: chiropractic school? It's about three, three and a half years. And you just go, you pretty much go straight through. So you get like a, uh, a week off for spring break, a week off in the fall. And then you get three weeks, two or three weeks in the summer and two and three weeks for Christmas. And then awesome. it's just quarters. We just, we just push right through so you don't forget all your, the stuff you just learned, <laughs> which was good for me. I didn't want to take a three-month break and then be like, what did we just learn in class? Uh Is there
0: like different specialties when it comes to chiropractor or do you just learn everything?
1: Uh, in chiropractor school, they, they kind of have like a, I don't know, a, a base uh, techniques and, and skills that you need to learn. Um, Any school kind of maybe has a little bit of a specialty of the way they teach it. Um, but then after that, you can go into uh, like uh, extra extra courses or or get a diplomate in uh, pediatrics, uh, x-rays, sports, um, whatever your main interest is. You can you can stick with it, or you can just, you have the skills uh, to pretty much do it all, but w- whether you want that, that title of a specialist or not.
0: Gotcha. And so you're there three years, um,
1: joy in Florida. Uh, oh, man, it was great. Yeah, you know, you go to class. You don't even want to be inside in class because it's like so nice outside. That was the tough part: is actually trying to trying to be like, okay, it's Saturday, Sunday. You have test on Monday. Do you study inside or do you just go to the beach? How far away? That was always the. Were you from the beach? uh, Five minutes. Five minutes, (laughs) just down the street. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Port Orange is Daytona Beach, like you know, you, you know where you can drive on the beach. Oh
2: uh, yeah. yeah,
1: it was just those; those are those are beach towns. So, you know, we the the college is a little just inside the town, so it's not it's not far.
2: Nice and
1: Daytona. Uh, obviously, it wasn't uh, when I got there. I was like, oh, this is gonna be like Spring Break, MTV Spring Break, nineteen ninety six. But it really yeah. was it really wasn't like that, but there was always something going on that was like trying of taking your your mind away from uh school. It was like, okay, I wasn't a NASCAR fan, but still just going to a NASCAR say 2500 yeah. five hundred is pretty cool
2: Yes. um
1: then they'd have the Pepsi four hundred uh there'd be there's two bike weeks there's bike Toberfest, and then there's just a a bike week uh the cheerleading competitions come down there's like four to eight weeks of spring break even though it's not like what you saw on MTV back in the day but it's still yeah. spring break so being a college kid in <laughs> that yeah. age you're like there was always something going on
0: I learned I, I wasn't in, in living in New York I was working in a TV station but everything goes through New York City I lived in Long Island and eventually you just had yeah. to tune it out to like you're going to beat yourself <laughs> up because you want to be doing everything or you can take care of your responsibilities like your job for you going to school and stuff. And so yeah, there's always something going on. There's always a band in time. Yeah. Always- you gotta
1: find that balance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh so once <laughs> once you uh finished school there, was it like sky's limit on where I can go and actually start practice? Or do I gotta get in with somebody and be a partner? Or like where'd you take your career?
1: Well, I, since, since I'd already worked for my my chiropractor in college, um, I kind of knew what type of practice I wanted. Um, I really wasn't sure where I wanted to exactly be, um, but I didn't want to really work under another chiropractor, which most people do, because most people that go to school have never worked actually at an office before. Uh-huh. So, majority of people that graduate go work for a doc, you know, kind of learn the ins and outs of business and just you're already super in debt with student loans. Uh, so trying to build a practice and find money to do a practice is also pretty, pretty tough hill for most people to climb. But since I already kind of had an idea of what I wanted, um, I was probably, I didn't want to go back to Wyoming because I was like, there's no people in Wyoming and it's, I can't go back to my hometown because there's <laughs> only 2, 260 people there. So I was, mostly leaning during school of going back to like Fort Collins area somewhere where it was close to home, but not, uh, a small town either. But then I met my, uh, I started dating my wife now and, uh, she was a quarter ahead of me and she's actually from here in Puerto Rico. So when I started dating her, we'd only been dating maybe the last year of school and she was kind of thinking about staying in Florida And then we were like, well, are we going to stay together? Are we going to move and try to build a practice? Even though we don't, it's only been a year that we've been dating. It was kind of like a big step of like, not only do you you want to move in together and plus just build a business together and work together uh, 24 seven. It was kind of like a, we need to make a choice here, either dive full in or, or maybe split ways. Um, And she was thinking about staying in Florida. And I was thinking about Colorado, so we started doing some research of one of those two states, and we were like, geez, these two states have the most chiropractors per capita, so maybe maybe that's not a, a great place to start. <laughs> so we started doing a little bit more research, like a couple other states, North Carolina uh, and Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico, there wasn't a lot of chiropractors. Uh, there's, you know, 3.5 million people here the insurance is pretty good for chiropractic because there's not a the big deductible, like in the States, uh, you just have a copay. So we were like, maybe we'll, we should be, we're starting something scary. So we should kind of be close to one of our families. So better weather in Puerto Rico, all the, all the, all the arrows were pointing to uh, Puerto Rico. So here we are 13 years later. Wow. So
0: Puerto Rico, like, what does it, does it, I mean, as American citizen, you just free reign there. Everything applies. You're, you can take everything with you. I, I don't know really how it's a territory. How, explain Puerto Rico yeah, to yeah, us. A,
1: yeah. Territory. Um, everyone here is American citizen. So they have U.S. Passports. Um, anyone from the States doesn't have to, uh, when they come to Puerto Rico, they don't have to bring a passport. Okay. It's just, uh, it's kind of like, just like a, an island state kind of. But obviously, their own—they have their own political stuff, a little bit different than the states. Um, obviously, here are the issues like electricity grid. Uh, the hurricane beat us up pretty bad yeah. a couple of years ago, but uh, it the grid wasn't that great before, I and mean, now it's really bad. <laughs> so all that stuff's kind of in the in the flux of hopefully getting improved. But it's an island, you know, island life. You, People are super, super friendly, uh, beachy, people want to party, hang out, social. It's just a, there's no parking. <laughs> so just like everything, man, there's, there's, good, there's good and bad with, with every place. So right now we're supposed to be in like a tropical storm. And right now it's, I see the stars and, you know, it's dark <laughs> out, but I don't see any rain. So maybe tomorrow it'll hit harder. I don't know. <laughs> they canceled schools, the government went home early wow. and then it it rained a little bit <laughs> so it's got its magic but it's also got its drawbacks
0: we got a warning last week it's like severe lightning storm coming through and it's all these warnings and i was like it sounds like it's windy outside and i looked outside yeah a little windy that was it no thunder no lightning no rain a few branches were broken but i was like Wow, you set off my work <laughs> phone and my regular phone for this, and I've seen some crazy phones. Yeah, like- you know Wyoming. Yeah, it comes crazy, but I was like, just get your data right. You know, you can even tell me right when it's happening. Yeah. it's gonna happen. <laughs> and so, yeah,
1: people are like, oh, there's 60 mile per hour gusts. I'm like, that's not that's that's nothing different than driving from Wheatland to Casper.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Someone asked me, like, what happens when the wind stops blowing in Laramie? And I was like, we all fall down. We literally just fall down. Yeah. <laughs> we're not used to it. We're leaning over. We're standing up straight. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, we need chiropractors <laughs> to sort us out after we get out of the wind. Yeah, I'm
1: sure. So we're, we're I'm sure right. the ones in Laramie are doing quite well with all <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the wind out. and shoveling.
0: Yeah, it's been. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I carried a camera on my shoulder uh, for. Oh, yeah. 15 years or so and when and I went
1: history to history of football that's got to be yeah nice looking neck.
0: yeah and I would go <laughs> first time I went to a chiropractor, they were like do you carry something on your right shoulder and I was like yeah about a 35 pound camera like oh yeah you do I can totally see and I was like yeah it's gonna take some time to get that thing and so the, the moment I got a desk job like where I didn't have to carry the camera like every day for eight hours like I was like, this is glorious. And so the people that stand up and stuff at their desks, I'm like, never. I can never do that.
2: You're like, no. Like, I did never that again. again. I'm sitting. I'm <laughs> sitting. Yeah,
0: I'm sitting <laughs> and everything. I was like, I feel good because I stood for so long and with 35 pounds on my shoulder. Yeah. It was, uh, I've earned You're this. You're
1: boycotting all the standing desks. You're like, that's <laughs> silly. It is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> take a seat, man. and Just relax. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're at work. <Dang>. I- <laughs> If it feels good, I get it for other people. If I understand it helps them, that's good. It just doesn't work for me. And I'm like, no, thank you. You don't want one of those? Or yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, I earned my right to stick your posture, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm all over it.
0: And I and I, can and sit I up straight. And I yeah, I can now. I mean I'm sorted out. I've been adjusted. <laughs> and um, I've generally had pretty good posture and stuff because my dad had a bad back growing up. And so like, I was like, yeah, I he, want- he was like, don't you let this be you, son." Yeah. I didn't even have to say that. I was like, I don't want that. So whatever I have to do to avoid that. <laughs> and he was like, well, don't work construction and don't go to Vietnam. And I was like,
1: yeah, that's all right.
0: <laughs> I won't do either of those. You're like,
1: no, that'll be
0: easy. That'll be easy. <laughs> and like how to properly lift stuff. And I, I mean, I, I know. And like one time I like, I hurt my neck while sleeping. I was like, I'm old. That's just it. I'm old. And uh, I had to go to a chiropractor, get all adjusted, tore it out again, and just in time so I could go to Red Rocks and beat my neck up again, dancing around. And, uh.
1: <laughs> exactly. Check out yeah. your new range of motion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was
1: perfect timing
0: <laughs> and everything. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of you guys, you, guys, you chiropractors. Uh, I, I, I enjoy yeah, it heavily.
1: It's and just so, lifestyle stuff, man. Try, to, man. try to keep people healthy until they they don't want to be. You, you, you should be able to do what you want. Mobility yeah. wise, so you're super old. You don't want to be that 60 year old that's like, nah, I can't do that. My back, you're like, what? Yeah, exactly. Keep it,
0: keep it moving, man. Keep it moving. Keep that range of motion. Well, man, I got, range oh, wait.
2: Motion.
1: you have a kid, right? I got a kid. Yeah, yeah that's a new, that's face. That's face too. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, just turned two like, uh, like two months ago. Two. Wow. Terrible twos. He's a, he's a little, he's a little Tyler, uh, not terrible yet. I mean, yeah. he's, he's getting more opinionated now, I would say, but he's definitely, he's definitely a pretty chill, happy kid so far, but you never know. I don't know. Some parents are like two is terrible. And then other parents are like, nah, two is easy. Three is when they're, they really talk back yeah, <laughs> and throw fit. So we'll see. We'll see if it changes.
0: Well, that is best of luck in that. Were you guys able? I mean, I, I don't know how I'm sure the rest, you know, we all got COVID and everything. So were you able to all stay home together, I guess, during that time period?
2: Have yeah, some mean,
1: time? For me, it was it was kind of like a I don't know, blessing in disguise because yeah. back then he was maybe only I don't know, it was a year and a half ago. So he was like yeah. eight months old. So we when it first happened, we closed the office. Uh, We didn't know what the hell was going on. We were like, everything was closing, so we were like, I guess we'll close, Uh, because we didn't have, and we couldn't get, which was why we were probably closed longer than we maybe needed to be. But it was tough to find uh, masks and even Clorox wipes, things we would need to be able to to clean the tables and and, uh, gloves and all this stuff that healthcare providers needed to have. So we were probably. Post for at least a month, um, where I just stayed home. I was literally, even in Puerto Rico, they were like, I mean, they were like super psycho about it. They were like, don't, the beaches are closed. You can't go uh, outside. So right. it was like, it was weird. I was like, I want to be at the ranch <laughs> in Wyoming. Yeah. Just, it, was, there, it never even happened, man. They are just doing what they want to do. But here it was like, I literally bought a rowing machine and <laughs> in the apartment road or took it to the parking lot, ran NASCAR circles in the parking lot. <laughs> it was just like, it was weird, but it was the uh, time that I would have never had, you know, with Liam that age, just all day, every day. Uh, Cause I would have been at work, you know, six days a week. But uh, so that was weird, but also the time that I cherished. So, yeah. Kind of blessing this guys, and now back to it's weird too because now we, we see more people now than we were seeing before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> I can't even, I don't even know why or how, but well, we realize are just more stressed out, or they're working from home at their dining room table, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, or they're like, Hey, we got to take care of ourselves cause health is number one. I don't know,
0: yeah, I, yeah. I realized when it started coming on, I was like, "It's time to protect my immune system." And uh yeah, it's time to get
1: back in shape, Eat a
0: yeah. little healthier, get some fresh air. Well, so I some dirt, outdoor sports. I turned to like protein shakes and you know home workouts while everybody else was like, "We're drinking, we're booze. you know. And I was like, "I'll get there, but I'm going to do this first just to make sure." <laughs>
1: I, well, because I'm
2: yeah.
1: I literally had that same thought. I was like, this can either go two ways. I don't know when this is going to end. So I could be here for a month or or two, and you're either going to walk out of, of the apartment and people would be like, oh, you look good. What have you been doing? Or I was going to be like eating Doritos and drinking beers and ham sandwiches, and people would be like, Jesus, you really, you really <laughs>
2: let yourself go
1: during COVID. And I was like, I, I can't do that. I got to do the. I got to try to stay as active as possible.
2: I. It was. But it was
1: definitely a thought process of like, let's just eat. Let's let's just oh.
2: let's just yeah. go ham
1: on some beers and ice cream and Doritos and just let let go. But then I was like, no, that's not your lifestyle. Let's just hmm. maybe even t- tighten it up a bit. You don't, you don't got anything else to do. <laughs> yeah. You got plenty of time
0: yeah it was well we i remained working most i mean throughout it i maybe it was a month at home working but then we got a huge technology upgrade so i had to get back on campus and that by then it wasn't quite as the air is going to kill you like it, we've kind of yeah. like just don't be within three feet of somebody you know spitting in your face like i right, can do that and uh so i was back on campus but it was very limited staff and stuff but i was like yeah just in case, you know, something goes down, I'm going to protect my immune system probably until about January, 2020 or 2021 this, this year. year. Yeah. I was like, maybe I can drink. And yeah, I went back to drink a little more, have a more fun. And once I got vaccinated, I was like, yeah. hey, I'm going to the bar and I'm going to do this and
1: yeah.
0: I'm going to go see times. everyone. I'm going to go see everyone. And it was because and that's yeah. it, man. you guys, you yeah. got to
1: keep living, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to end. I think it's, it's going to keep, keep working its way out. So I don't think they're going to eradicate it. So,
0: and if it's they're just, like, you you need
1: shot, I'll men
0: to, I'll take it just so I can keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I do believe <laughs> You're I got Like I'll take whatever you got. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes. I do believe I got it in the end of 2019. Um, and, They're saying the reports are now coming out that that's very high possibility because a lot of people are getting. Yeah, I've heard a
1: lot of people say are like, "Man, I was sick as a dog the year before."
0: Yeah, in two thousand nineteen, which makes
1: sense, right? They don't know. They don't know anything until they probably still don't know half of this. What's going on?
0: It was the worst. I mean, it was all everything, but losing my taste and smell. But it was the worst sickness I've probably had in my life, and it put me out of work a week. And I've never much that much work because of being sick and. I was probably not good for about three weeks, like felt really good. And uh, I was and then they were like, you know, COVID hits in March, and like wear a mask and do this. And I was like, tell me the symptoms, and I was like, Yeah, I don't want to get that sick again. So, whatever <laughs> it takes not to get that sick yeah, again, yeah. Whatever it I'm takes, I'm in because that was terrible. And it was well, the worst part I thought was I got really dehydrated, and I was trying to drink water because I know that you're supposed to do when you get sick and it just wasn't cutting it and now i'm like cutting commercials for gatorade because it just got me out of being (laughs) dehydrated and i'm always have a gatorade (laughs) near me like i actually drink the you're like
1: this worked for me man
0: yeah the g0 (laughs) got me out of the the depths of covid uh got me those electrolytes and uh i felt i mean now i'm like i'm never going to be dehydrated again ever because it was pain so painful and on top of being, you know, nauseated, fever, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, whatever it took to not get that sick again. Well, maybe, yeah.
1: Maybe you're onto something, man. Maybe Gatorade is the cure.
0: I, I mean, it'll help you. I mean, it was it was nice. <laughs> I didn't. I can't say it was the perfect cure, but it was helped me from not being dehydrated. I mean, and so Gatorade, if you're listening, uh, I would definitely do a commercial spot for you. <laughs> Or you can see me Gatorade. free stuff too. Yeah, Gatorade. If you Where? want to
1: foster a research study, I'm your guy.
0: I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see if it fixes COVID, just yeah, we'll try it out on somebody else that has COVID, not me. And uh, but uh, I got one more question for you and then I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, I ask this question of everybody that's on the show since it's called All My Friends, how did we meet?
1: Dude, we had to. It had to be either at Lovejoy's or just through friends of friends. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, the exact the exact day moment, but I like the half of half of UW's a blur. Yeah, oh, but,
2: yeah. Uh, tell me about it.
1: I know most of the most of the time, me and you it was was Lovejoy's or Definitely. parties. Getting to or from <laughs> Lovejoys? definitely Lovejoy. Definitely the connector.
0: Where in we went to Casey? Where in relation was Will Ledoux do you, when you're during for your class time period at Casey? He
1: was uh, two years older.
0: Two years older.
1: So he he was in Laramie when I was there too. Because yeah.
0: he I lived at his house in Laramie uh, for a little bit too. So. Probably that
1: might have been part of it too. Because, yeah. like you said, uh, I didn't spend a lot of time at Will's house for, sh- for sure, but uh, we might have actually met there and then it went from there.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, our KC people mixing, you know, we're around Newcastle people and Buffalo people, and uh, it, yeah, it was just a dance,
1: man. It was like a yeah. Newcastle bunch, uh, <laughs> Gary McCall and the Chancellor Williams and those guys. It was all.
2: Yeah, or
1: mix, Rappert and the boys. Yeah. Like, it just kept going on and on. That's the, that's the problem with in Laramie, too, is you, you, half the time you're like, everyone has a nickname or two nicknames. Oh, you're like, who? Like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, who? The trimmer? What? what who? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 that, that's the guy.
0: For a long time, I did not put Will as Ledoux. Like, he was just Will to me for a long time. I never thought of him. I never knew him. They're like, yeah, that's Chris LeDoux's kid. And I was like, oh, yeah, I see it now. And I was like, I just know him as Will. That's all. Yeah. And he's like, rude. I like that. I like that about you. I I was like, sorry, man. You kind of look like Ben Stiller, not necessarily your dad as much. But I was like, yeah,
1: you're more Blue Steel than than Chris (laughs) Ladue. Yeah, you're more Blue
0: Steel than Chris (laughs) LeDoux. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll
1: we'll still in my fantasy football league. I'm hoping to, to he loses again this year.
0: Oh uh, yeah, nice. Because he just just takes all <laughs> Chicago Bears guys. That's what he does. He's so loyal to the Bears. <laughs> it's probably gonna take. Uh, the,
1: yeah, The, but the has, problem is uh, the the yeah. Bears, and then since he has the connect uh, with the Steelers.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, what
1: was that guy's name? Azul. uh. Yeah, Brett, yeah. Brett yeah. So so he also takes some, you know, he's he's the guy that's gonna take her office burger in like the ten.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> As a starting quarterback.
0: <laughs> As the to starter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, well, I got a question bro. for you. Yeah.
1: Laramie. me. Last time I was there, uh we I hung out with you. Yeah for some reason i feel like Laramie at that point maybe it's still maybe it might have been 4 or 5 years ago i don't remember
2: yeah but i feel
1: like they still didn't have ubers or anything over there is it like is it mayhem to get to get places at 2 a.m. now when you when you're closed down the ranger
0: uh no we've got ubers about 2016 um, i mean now it kind of changed after covid and not as much uh, I literally drove Uber and uh, Lyft and DoorDash for a couple of years. I'm still on the but boat I like to the, do it, But
1: are, most of the drivers just work like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and from like 9 p.m. till 2 a.m.
0: I think if you're gonna want to make money and you don't really care who you pick
1: <laughs> up, yeah. I was um, just curious, man, because like our day it was it was there was no ride home. It was oh yeah you. You, got, you found someone that was sober, which is probably not likely. You found someone that thought they were a good drunk driver. Yeah. Or you took a safe ride, which is going to take you another two to three hours to get home. Or you walked.
0: Yep. They're still <laughs> I walked safe a lot ride. of
1: times from the Rangers to <laughs> Calvary Village, sometimes in the snow.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I did a lot. I mean, I went to school in the late 90s, or middle, not late 90s, got 92 to 96. <laughs> 98. Yeah. Six years. And, uh, there was nothing. And, and fortunately enough, we walked it out a lot through a lot of snow and nonsense. And, uh, uh, I was happy to start up driving Uber in this town. Cause I was like, I'm going to make sure people don't have to do that anymore. Or, uh, they'll have a safe ride. Home. I mean,
1: I, I can imagine yeah. how obnoxious the, uh, oh. the, <laughs> the kids are in the car, but I was like, man, that had to be, Super that has to be super nice. Just being able to as long as you had a, a battery charge to get a get a three, a four dollar ride back to your house. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's not bad. <laughs> like, I mean, I i'd never had that I didn't have that many issues with Uber uh driving people. Nobody's puked in my car. Someone puked on the outside of it. I just cleaned up real quick. That was pretty easy. Um yeah, there's it was it like the best day I thought was working. Um Jubilee days, it was like the Friday night and maybe the Saturday the next day were pretty good, and it paid for basically to party all Saturday night. And so, I was into that. Um, but I like I, being a DJ, I, uh, speak drunk, and I know how to talk to drunk people, and <laughs> and it, so it was fun, and and you know had good yeah. conversations. And then Laramie's not that far to get people places. Um, it was more, you needed more drives, but I was like, I have a full-time job that pays all the bills. This is just for fun. Um, if I can get back to it where I don't have to wear a mask the whole time, which I think you do right now, I probably will. But, um, also I'm like, there are people that, you know, don't have jobs that they just rely on Uber or Uber is their only job. And I'm like, you go get that money. But I'll be back because I like <laughs> yeah. I, I do like driving drunks around from time to time. Yeah, so, but I don't
1: remember. I don't remember what year I came down and, and and hung out with you in Jubilee days. I feel like I called a taxi and it was going to be like forever. So then I walked over to the bar and then you, you were there and then we yeah. hung out the rest of the time. <laughs> but maybe it was before 2016. Maybe it was maybe it was five six years ago.
0: Yeah, I'd have to look. Um, yeah, because I started because that's when I bought my I would bought my jeep then and so i started then like i kind of was pushing for uber to be here and lyft and doordash doordash is pretty easy too, like bringing food to people that's pretty easy yeah i mean small so like not a lot of traffic well, right now that's all constructioned up but uh so i don't it's pretty i thought it was easy but i don't want to take any money away from other people that are still trying to you know, yeah, get, exactly. get their legs back from COVID. So, uh, but I do kind of bitch when I'm like downtown, I'm like, man, there's no Ubers on the board. Like there's nobody out there right now. Like that sucks. Um, but yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah.
1: like. Got, I'm sure there's Ubers everywhere, but I was like, man, I wonder what Laramie's like when you can actually get home
0: <laughs> from a bar. I, I think it'll pick back up with more drivers and stuff. Now when the students get back, cause we're on full, classes as of now that so oh, yeah that's
1: starting that's starting like uh, next week a couple week, weeks right? two yeah.
0: weeks yeah huh never ready for it but, old yeah.
1: here we go
0: yeah well thanks for being on the show man
1: no oh, man i appreciate it it was, it was good to actually chat with you and we're not just a uh, blitz you
0: know oh yeah yeah where you can remember things <laughs>
2: Definitely. yeah, yeah. it's like or, oh
1: you're from you're originally from Oregon that's, yeah that's interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah and it people
0: will be like uh you sound different than people from Wyoming they can pick it up and I'm like yeah I grew up in Oregon like oh that's it <laughs> yeah, okay I don't hear it as uh-huh. much yeah I the Wyoming draw I can hear especially the more real it gets I'm like yeah. Wow, I mean so.
1: There it
0: is. Yeah, there it is. Well, all right, thanks for being on the show. Hey man, I, I
1: appreciate it, it's pretty cool.
0: I wanna thank Tyler for being on the show. Now, most of my memories from the early 2000s are blit blurry from uh, you know, pictures of Jack and Dad at Lovejoys on Thursday nights. So it's nice to catch up with him and talk about those memories, even though his memories are just as blurry, so we have to uh, piece things together as best as we can. If you want to add to those memories, come on my show. I'm sure you're a friend of mine. and love to talk about the old days at uh, Lovejoys, plus your life story as well. folks i'm still looking for an artist or artist to make an intro for this show or just transition music like you heard with the bass line at the beginning of the show uh, after my intro and then right before this outro so if you're an artist and you can do that with a guitar or electric uh, triangle drums bass whatever you're into i would love to have some transition music and if you're even more talented I'd love to have an intro to the show, a theme song of sorts, and I will promote that artist. If it's you, I'll promote you. If it's a friend of yours, I will promote them. Every time I do the show, they'll get a shout-out for the music that they provided. You can contact me on my Facebook page, all my friends with Justin Flaskreed. You just got to like the page, then you can send me a private message. Or if you know me, you can actually text me, call me, however uh, if you who are friends of mine on any of the social media, you can private message me and uh, we'll make it happen. Got it? On to the next episode.